Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week, we bring you conservation topics and events around the Endless Mountains. Well, as we move into the warmer part of spring, at least we hope, the temperature is perfect for something not quite plant-like and not quite human-like to pop up in your backyard or local park. This unique organism digests its food externally and it absorbs nutrient molecules into its cells. It makes up its own kingdom classified by biologists. It does not function via photosynthesis and it does not have legs to move. Well, if you haven't figured out what we're talking about today, it's the lowly mushroom. So I guess, what's your take on mushrooms? So I've never really gone out hunting them. I've had some cooked before that people have found, and I love cooking with them. So I feel like every time I go to the grocery store, I'm buying some, whether it's portobello caps or white mushrooms. Yeah, I think my take is the same. I don't ever have mushrooms by themselves. Um, They always end up with, you know, some other, like stuffed mushrooms, let's say. Um, And I have the, if you have veggies and dip and the mushrooms are there, you know, I'm dipping them in the ranch dip. You never had them? I haven't, no. Really? Just, okay, plain with like ranch dip. I don't know. It's a thing at Easter. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Um, It's pretty good. But, yeah. So, other than that, just... You know, observation around the area, kind of noticing what's in the woods. I think especially for me, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the fly animators. So Mm. they're the ones that have like those speckled dots. They're yellow with white dots on them. Okay. Yeah, so that's the fly ajaric or animator. Um, Has a lot of history behind it. So you should check that out, especially Vikings and fly ajaric. And then the other one is um, the hemlock shelf varnish. So that one, since our hemlocks are dying, uh, thanks to the hemlock woolly adelgid, uh, as they die, uh, this specific mushroom grows on the hemlock trees. Did you say shelf? Yeah. Are those the ones that artists will take and dry and engrave? Yeah. Okay. Same ones, or, or same family anyway. They kind of vary, but they have the red back to them. They grow on the trees, just like you were saying. But also have some health benefits. So, but how do you pronounce fungi or fungi or fungi or fungi? Uh, I think I say fungi. Yeah, that's typically what I say too. Yeah, but I might end up saying it some other way during, during you know, throughout the broadcast or throughout the radio show. So, bear with us, but mushrooms. So, yeah, let's jump into edibles. Yeah, so there's several different kinds of edible mushrooms in Pennsylvania. Some of the more common ones are chicken of the woods, hen of the woods, honey mushrooms, and lion's mane. I think you typically find all of those in the fall. And then there's the spring one that I feel like pretty much everyone has heard of, the morel. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had them before? No, I've. I've only seen them, not even out in the woods, just pictures of them. So. I've had them cooked before, but I've never gone and... I've found them in the woods, I guess, but I've never harvested them. But spring's typically the best time to find them. Um, they have like a nutty, meaty flavor. They go great in a lot of recipes. 
and Pennsylvania allows the harvest of them for personal consumption on state lands, which is cool. You're just not allowed to sell them. Mm. But they typically emerge during this four-week span between mid-April to mid-May. So I guess now we're kind of getting towards the end of the season, but they're definitely still out there. I actually saw some the other day turkey hunting. Oh, wow. That's cool. I guess it's really important to positively ID them, too, because I was reading that they have two similar species, the false morel and the half-free morel, and those can cause some serious side effects if you eat them. Yeah, that reminds me of a saying I once heard. I think I'll get it right. So there's old mushroom hunters, and there's bold mushroom hunters, but there's no old, bold mushroom hunters. So that just means you gotta positively identify mushrooms before you consume them. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of danger to eating a wrong mushroom. Good advice. Uh, so let's jump into decomposition a little bit. And without fungi to aid decomposition, you know, believe it or not, the forest, among other ecosystems, would probably soon be buried with a mountain of dead plant matter. Um, that's what mushrooms do, they decompose things. Um, you can think of fungi as garbage disposal agents of the natural world, really. And they end up breaking down dead organic matter. By doing that, they release nutrients. And those nutrients are made available to other plants to carry on growing. And so they have a lot of ways they do that. It can be either through symbiosis or saprophytism or parasitism. So the saprophytic living method is especially for species that grow on lawns or on rotting wood or excrement. And these type of mushrooms decompose. So it feeds itself by digesting the organic matter. And at the same time, it returns the nutrients back to the soil. And then there's several different types of mushrooms that are parasites as well. They're species that attack a healthy host, such as a tree or plant or insect, and they live on it with or without killing it, depending on the species. And then there's the kinds that also attack an unhealthy host, thereby causing it to die a lot quicker. And these are typically microscopic, so you can't really see them. So speaking of symbiosis or a symbiotic association, uh, we can talk about mycorrhizae for a second. And mycorrhizae is that, that matter, okay? So if you picture yourself rolling over a, a piece of decomposing wood, you tend to see that white filament type, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better term, fingers underneath. And that's the mycorrhizae of fungus. Uh, so other, other words, like the root structure. Uh, so there's an association between the fungus and plants. And scientists are now referring to this network of fungus and plants as the wood wide web. Uh, as research has discovered, this network helps deliver key plant nutrients and water. It helps reduce plant stress, signal warnings about insects and disease, and it helps boost the immune system of trees nearby that might be suffering from disease. So really a, a cool role for uh, the fungus to play in the health of plants. So definitely beneficial for gardens too. Yeah, definitely. We had talked a little bit in researching this. There's actually a company called Ecovative that's developed an alternative to conventional packaging and building materials. So it kind of takes inspiration from the structural composition of mushrooms 
and they produce a durable material from agricultural byproducts like corn stalks and rice husks. And the waste material is cleaned and then they inject it with a special strain of mycelium, which is the vegetative root structure found in mushrooms and other fungi. And this acts as a natural binding agent. In other words, if you think of styrofoam and what it looks like, you've got a similar looking product, but it's made out of mycelium, which has the added benefit of decomposing when you throw it away. Uh, yeah, to go along with that, a bit of news just came out not too long ago, and perhaps you heard. So there's a student out of Nebraska who is going to Central Community College in Columbus. For a project, she decided to create a canoe out of this mycorrhizae. Um, so it ended up being an eight-foot-long boat from fibrous mushroom roots, otherwise known as mycelium. And um, turned out good enough that she was actually able to float it on a local waterway, function just like a regular canoe. But it just goes to show you, you know, the different uses that you can find, perhaps in the, in the future, for mushrooms and their ability to maybe you know, create different means of packaging or other materials for us down the road. Yeah, it was really cool. If you get a chance, look it up online and check out some pictures of it. Yeah. So, some news in my life. I did acquire some bees. So I have my own beehive. And there's some more news. Um, just recently, uh, fungus provide a powerful medicine in fighting honeybee viruses. So this is a cool one. Uh, mushroom extract fed to bees greatly reduces the viral levels, according to a paper from, I guess it was Washington State University. And they partnered up with Fungi Perfecti, which is a business out of Olympia, Washington. And they found in field trials that colonies fed mycelium extract from two specific mushrooms. This is the Amadou and the Rishi fungi showed a 79-fold reduction in deformed wing virus. So that was a, a virus that bees struggle with. Uh, and a 45,000-fold reduction in lake cyanide virus, another one that they struggle with. Um, so even though it's in the early stages of development, the researchers see great potential in this research. Uh, we all know the population of bees is going down. And so this is bound to help uh, but one of the leading scientists in the study, his name is Paul Stamets. If you never heard of Paul Stamets, look him up. He's got a lot of great information on mushrooms. He's uh, probably one of the world's renowned mycologists. And uh, he does some TED Talks on mushrooms and how they can be used in our society. So I would advise on checking those out. So I think we're at our fact of the week. Yeah, so I found out this past week that farmers in Chester County, Pennsylvania produce half of the mushroom crop for the whole United States. Wow, that's pretty nuts. It's a lot of mushrooms, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any particular kinds that they grow, or did you did I, you see? I didn't really research it a whole lot. I just kind of stumbled across that when I was looking for something else. Yeah, definitely a cool bit of information, though. I also wanted to mention that I found some links for mushroom hunting in Pennsylvania, also a really cool mushroom quiz, and some recipes as well. One that really caught my eye was an avocado stuffed portobello mushroom. So we're going to put these links on the website if you're interested. Yeah, that one, the pictures of that one definitely look really good, so check those out. 
Well, I think that wraps up today's show. So if you have any questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.sus.condistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors.